It's time for Nitro Game Injection. Mama said there was something special about me. The way the jewels just oozed out of my mouthpiece. Watch me down my years so young without fear. And so honest that she can never doubt me. I was innocent as doves, a gentleman above all else. All I needed was a little bit of love. So friendly with a smile that could light up a room. Put me in front of the games and you I was consumed. From Atari, I was on it. Then the Mario and Sonic. It was always so iconic. Any article, I got it. Sunday school, I remember crying when I heard Jesus died for me. So I came back with a word for the homies on the block. It was stuck in the stash pot. I was on the Hot Wheels, the Matchbox. Went from rough play to drugs and gunplay. They told me to go away. You gon' be something one day. Every place I try to go, around the block, around the globe, they say. Wanna find it or buy it? Used to try to deny it, but now they can't hide it. Sometimes I wish I could keep it private, but it's my job to share what I was provided. Every time that I open up my eyelids, I'm just wishing that I was one of the fly kids. Settled as a hybrid, mornings I would ride with. Got to play the dozens till I was almost crying. Later I was side with kids who they tease, save them, and they flip and do the same thing to me. Growing up, no regrets on my choices. Speaking for the voiceless, some say I'm anointed, but I say it's just not true. Like my rap by crew, they wanna rap on game beats just like you. Maybe, but man, it ain't a mystery. I'm just doing what I wish somebody did for me. Every place I try to go, around the block, around the globe, they say. Cause I was different They call me goofy Mama call me gifted Used to have it twisted Now it's so vivid Got the game tight Like a size 6 fitted Murder was the case But somehow we acquitted Who could have predicted Flourished in the field That I never knew existed Now everybody with it Love, that's the ticket Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nitro Game Injection. I am your host, Kyle JCRB. And uh, this is totally the first time I'm doing the intro to this show. It's definitely, definitely have not been fighting technical difficulties for the last 15 minutes that caused me to have to restart the show completely. No! No. Does That did not happen. No. You cannot... You cannot tell me otherwise. That did not happen. That's been canonically erased from history. Except there was nothing to erase because it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, how you guys doing today? Today has been a day for me. It's been, uh, it's been a day. So, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, most of it NGI related. <sighs> oh well. We're here now. We're ready to do this show really truly officially finally 
And uh, I got a lot of good stuff lined up for you guys in the form of video game music, arrangements, remixes, covers. All that fun stuff is coming your way, including an interview with video game music pianist 88-Bit, a.k.a. Rob Kovacs. Going to be talking to him for a little while. And uh, we had a good interview, so I'm going to be... We're going to be listening to that a little bit later and uh, talking about, you know, video game music on piano, talking about Marble Madness because Marble Madness rules and uh, all sorts of other fun stuff. So, in the meantime, though, we've got some music to get to. And, of course, we started off there with Sonic Skills, a.k.a. DCT, collaborating with Mega Ran with a song called Stardust from Sonic Mania, or Sonic CD if you're old school like I am, or, you know, if you're just old like I am, because I'm old. I am old. And, uh, so are you, probably. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, you just might be. You just might be. Anyway, to keep the Sega love and the hip-hop love going, we got something here from Creative Mindframe featuring K Murdoch and IQ. This is from an album called Sega City that uh, just recently I discovered and uh, have been enjoying because, you know, I love me some Sega. And it's, it's, this is some good hip hop right here with some Daytona. Daytona hip hop. Can you believe that? So, this right here is Daytona USA, Daytona Skies Cruisin' from Creative Mindframe's album, Sega City. Let's go ahead and get into it right here on Nitro Game Injection. <laughs> it's a flashback, I was just a little kid. SNES had me playing games a bit. It kinda fit, but really, I must admit that legitimately Sega games are the ones that hit home. I'm burning trails as Sonic. I hope this feeling never ends. Chronic. I've been carrying a secret for years about my gaming preferences, so I guess I'm about to leak it. Let's take a cruise down memory lane. Starting off how the Genesis came to be integral. Life. I'm talking literal, won't say it twice The commercials I'm seeing excited me repeatedly I mustered up the courage and asked my parents eagerly I begged and I pleaded, this counsel that I needed In hopes for my birthday I would definitely receive it Take a look to your left. left It's elementary school I got the concert It was a gift from a neighbor I couldn't believe it I got my own Man, this is crazy The music is amazing And I'm swapping games Like I'm paraphrasing This one's definitely for the ages It's set the groundwork Like code on web pages Remembering the failed negotiation With the Genesis I figured for the Dreamcast I would focus on the benefits The benevolence of my parents Would surely be increased By the focus energy Of my intelligence But take a guess again They said Focus on the school Where is this game going to go? Yeah, I'm thinking to myself Parents are the worst But your boy got another Playing in the works, yeah. Just take a cruise down the memory lane. This time the cruise is 
feels like 12, you know it's set that Mind over matter mentality, gotta stress that Nothing gon' stop me, never prevent that Console from booking up, you can run and tell that Homeboy and homegirl to pass on gifts Give me cash, straight money, if you bring a rap gift I'll say pass on this, that's like a massive diss But really it'll be a diss because I told everybody what my plan was when I invited them to the party Let's take the cruise
Nice. That was a relaxing block. Kind of, kind of good. Good stuff. Couple of Donkey Kong Country remixes in there because why not? That right there was Mesmonium with Forest Interlude from Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. This is featured on uh, Mesmonium's Bandcamp site. And I believe also on uh, Mesmonium's album Greatest Hits that you can find on uh, streaming services. So, yeah, nice. Nice track there from Mesmonium. Very, very cool. Before that, we had Insane in the Rain music, jazzing the place up a little bit with some Gangplank Galleon from Donkey Kong Country. That song goes places, man. It really does. The original is, uh, you know, amazing. It's one of those legendary songs, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's a very different take on it from usual. Usually, you know, there's guitars and it's metal. Not this time. Not this time. Good stuff. Good stuff all around. And then, of course, Creative Mind, K Murdoch, and IQ started us out there with Daytona Skies cruising from Daytona, USA. That's a Creative Mind's, Creative Mind Frame's origin story, I suppose. <laughs> hey, you know, gotta love that Sega. All right. Well, I don't have any more Sega on tap right now, but I do have more VGM because, of course, I do. We're switching gears, though. It's, it's time to pull out the metal. So here's Family Jewels with a, a track from Bowser's Fury. This one's called Chase Giga Bowser. Let's go ahead and get into it right here on Nitro Game Injection. Let's rock.
that right there was some rockin' stuff. You just heard Gametal with Surge of Power from Mega Man Battle Network 6. In honor of the series, uh, what is it, 20th anniversary? 15th? It's gotta be 20th. Yeah, it's probably 20th. <laughs> uh, a few remixers actually recently put out some Mega Man Battle Network stuff, which is cool. Battle Network weirdly gets so little love. It's very strange. Like, why? Why? What's going on? What's going on? So, good to, good to see it getting more musical remix love. Particularly in the form of God Metal there, but uh, also Toxic X Eternity recently released something too. So, actually, like yesterday. So, hey, go check that one out if you haven't yet. And then right there was Falcone! With Luigi's Mansion theme from Super Smash Bros. Brawl, or Luigi's Mansion. You can go either way, I suppose. <laughs> it's 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 credited as Super Smash Bros. Brawl, so we'll go with that. That's featured on Falcone's album Intense Symphonic Metal Covers Volume 21. This guy This guy has a lot of stuff. There's a lot of Falcone out there, so you've gotta track it down. Track down all of Falcone's stuff. There there is a lot. Uh he has Let's see, how many volumes? Just uh, just regular, intense symphonic metal covers? He has 25 volumes of that. And then he's also got a bunch of other albums that, uh, like the Monster Hunter albums and NES. And it's, it's, it's just a lot. The whole Toho album, Undertale, robot stuff. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, Pokemon Battle Themes metal album. It's a lot, so yeah. Very prolific. Check out Falcone's stuff if you enjoyed that one. I know I did. And then Family Jewel started us out there with Chase Giga Bowser from Bowser's Fury. That definitely has a song has a little bit of uh, the world map theme from uh, World 8 of from Super Mario 3D World. There we go. <laughs> what's, what's the game's name? What's the whole game's name? So, and uh, I love that theme, so I'm here for it. We're gonna keep the guitars going a little bit, but we're, we're switching, switching gears. We're not gonna go so crazy this time. Maybe a little crazy, maybe a little, maybe a little. We're gonna, we're gonna chill for a second and then it's going to get, it's going to get a little bit more intense, so. Let's go and get us into this track here from Fur Decay. This one is from the game Celeste, or Celeste. It's called Resurrections. Don't go away. This is Nitro Game Injection.
right there was some chiptune goodness from Mark Terrence. That was Stone Man's stage from Mega Man 5 in RRTL style. I am actually not familiar with RRTL. I believe they are another chiptune artist of make sense. But uh, I did not have the chance to look them up before even starting this, so uh, there we go. <laughs> if you know who RRTL is, then uh, maybe you get uh, some more out of that than the normal person. But hey, you know, still, it's Stone Man, Mega Man 5. Still a great song. I mean, the Mega Man songs post Mega Man 3, you know, there's... There's really good stuff in there that people, I think, kind of sleep on because they're like, ah, oh, Mega Man 2 is the best. And then Mega Man 3, also good. And then Mega Man 1, uh, well, it's a classic, you know? There's just those first three, you know? That, that first trilogy. It's like, come on, guys. There, was, there, was, there were three other Mega Man games on the NES after that. And then there was Mega Man 7. Also had great music. And uh, we don't talk about Mega Man 8, do we? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess the general consensus on the game is that there isn't one. Some people love it, some people hate it. I'm not a big fan of 8's music, but that's just me. I'm just a weirdo. But I love all the other games' music, so there. 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 Anyway, before that, we had Schneider Souza with a track from Battletoads in Battle Maniacs. That was Ragnarok Canyon, a synthwave cover. Ooh, very nice. Had to get in, adding in some uh, guitar metal stylings to the uh, little bit of synthwave goodness there. Nice. I love that song, the original song. Actually, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs is a fantastic soundtrack. What is it with Battletoads games and awesome soundtracks? It's just, it seems to be kind of the thing. Like, you, even if you hate Battletoads, and I know people who do, <laughs> it's, uh, you can't deny got some pretty kicking music and you know the original nes games got that pause music that 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 pause music is legendary legendary and then freddy k started us out there with a with a track from celeste that was resurrections that's a game i still haven't played maybe i should get around to it because uh it looks pretty cool and it looks kind of interesting and in, in terms of its like sto story and stuff but, uh, you know, a brutally difficult platformer. I'm not exactly chomping at the bit to play a brutally difficult platformer because, I don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm a plebeian. I, I, like, I like to just chill. I like to just have fun when playing video games and getting frustrated and doing things over and over again in video games. Not necessarily super fun or relaxing to me, so, you know, kind of be like, eh, I don't know. Might not be that bad. If it's like a Super Meat Boy where you instantly reset, it seems like it is. And it's like single screen stuff, so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll like it. I'll have to give it a shot. Anyway, what you can give a shot to actually right now is uh, my interview with Rob Kovacs, aka 88-Bit, a video game music pianist who's also a singer-songwriter and uh, does a lot of other cool stuff. I sat down with him for uh, about half an hour, just over half an hour. And uh, we talked game music and uh, just video games in general. We talked about making music and uh, all sorts of other fun stuff. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it right here on Nitro Game Injection with 
88-bit. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome a special guest. He is a pianist and a uh, singer-songwriter, composer, and all-around uh, excellent video game music guy. I'd like to welcome on 88-Bit Music, or 88-Bit, or Rob Kovacs. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just 88-Bit. Yes. Since there is someone else named 88-Bit Music. Oh, no. And who I, who I get confused with all the time. Oh, no. I hate when that happens. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. He's, he's an excellent musician. Okay, also cool. Also plays piano. <laughs> All right, well, that's cool. At least, you know, you're not, like, he's not, you're not fighting each other over the name. <laughs> no, no. That is how we met, though, because we realized someone else has a similar name. Right. And, yeah. But but, but uh, he's also, yeah, we, I'm glad I met him because he's a cool guy and he's a great musician as well. So, But he's on Twitch with the same name, 88-Bit Music, and I use mostly just 88-bit. However, uh, for a while, all my social media was 88-bit music, so there was definitely confusion. <laughs> I can imagine. So, uh, yeah. well, let's yeah. just start from the top and, uh, you know, tell us about your, uh, tell us about yourself, about your, uh, your music and everything about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'll tell you a bit about 88-bit. It's uh, a piano project where I try to take NES soundtracks, Nintendo soundtracks, and arrange them note for note for the piano and uh, make YouTube videos, recordings, and do a lot of live performances, uh, mainly at uh, video game conventions, uh, but also classical contemporary music events as well. Yeah, I, I saw that. That uh, are, are people surprised when the music is from video games that you're playing? Yeah. I'm assuming yeah, they're very they're, much. They're very like, whoa, what, what? Video game music? What? <laughs> yeah, especially games. people. Yeah, especially people older than me, like my parents' age or right. my older siblings' age, who mm -hmm. never played video games and certainly never considered the music uh, at a higher level than like music you might find in like a birthday card. Like that's <laughs> kind of how they view video game music. So to hear it, uh, to hear my arrangements that are on piano and be played. And to hear how expressive the music actually is, is they're pretty they're pretty surprised. I have a lot of people come up to me after the concerts, these classical concerts, and be like, "Wow, like I've never heard any of that music, but I loved it, and I just can't believe it's from a video game." <laughs> that's my goal. Like I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, this music is great. It's written by real composers, and um, deserves to be heard, even if you'd never played the game. Or got far in the game, you know. There's that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I noticed one of the uh, one of the games you've covered rather extensively has been Marble Madness, which is a game that's difficult to get for far into. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then it all the music also gets progressively weirder and more ominous as it goes on. <laughs> it it does. Yeah, the game's super hard. Um, super hard. So yeah, and it's a timed game. So even if you do get far into it, yeah each level you have less and less time um, to even hear the music and if you do get really good each level you're going to hear only a few seconds of the music because you have to whiz through the level and there's only six levels um, 
but the music is just so unique. There's no video game soundtrack quite like it at all. It's it's, it's almost very contemporary classical in itself. I hear like um, hints of like Stravinsky or, or um, uh, Debussy in there. And um, it's just so, and then rock music as well. It's just, it's so unique. And uh, it works great on the piano. It's It sounds like a class, contemporary classical piece written yeah. for piano. And yeah, that's a, one I'd love to showcase. Um, one, because I just personally loved the music, even as a kid. That third level is just so ominous, because like you said, ominous and just demonic sounding. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and you don't, you know, you don't, I mean, you don't hear that in video games. It's mostly pretty pleasant or pretty fun, like especially when you think of Mario. There's nothing really demonic about it. The ghost levels might be the scariest thing, or you know, the castle levels. The castle levels, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but not quite on the level of like Marble Madness just being totally unsettling. It's just yeah, I mean, it's so like, wild. Yeah, some pretty advanced contemporary music techniques, and uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to play, and certainly a lot of fun to arrange and yeah, play live. How do you go about uh, arrangement of video game music, translating that to uh, to piano? It's a good question. So I, I want to be as accurate as I can. So first I have to decide what song I want to do or what soundtrack I'm going to work on. Um, I make sure that I've played the game generally, or if I at least if I want to do this game, I want to make sure I play through the whole game to understand how the music works, the whole soundtrack, and not just listen to a recording of it. Sure. Um, so the music has to... Uh, get my attention and, and I find it interesting. Uh, and then once I decide on a game to re to start working on, then I get the uh, the original sound file, so the NSF file, Nintendo sound file. I run that through a couple programs, uh, Fama Tracker, uh, with a plugin called NSF Import. So you can just take an NSF file, import it in the Fama Tracker, and it shows you all the different tracks and all the different notes that have been coded uh, into the file. So I'm able to isolate every track, hear every track differently, but I can literally see every note as well to make sure that when I transcribe it, uh, notation, that I have every single note. Um, you can only rely so much on your ear, especially with, you know, voices are, are in the same range and they're overlapping, so it's easy to make mistakes. There's like little details that you might not hear, like maybe a note is repeating, but you don't hear the attack because it's kind of masked. Um, because the, the note's fully sustained as well. So things like that can get lost. Um, so once I transcribe it, then I uh, try to arrange it. So um, Nintendo really just had it had really just had three voices for, for notes, plus a noise channel with just which is just sounds like all that kind of white noise. Um, there's also a, a PCM channel or a TPCM channel which is. Uh, m mostly not used, and if it is used, it's usually just more sound effects. Uh, but sometimes it's used, but whatever. Regardless, I basically have three voices to work with, um, and a lot of them are jam-packed with notes. So the trick is, how do I get all these notes in into just two hands on the piano? And that's the fun part, trying to figure out how to actually play all the notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something that's like, the the songs were seem like they're more written for generally like rock bands situations where like you have four three or four voices instead of just two so to kind of condense it down into a piano uh arrangement i can definitely see that being a bit cha a bit challenging yeah i mean definitely like mega man music mm -hmm. 
Uh, you can hear like Iron, Ma Iron Maiden inspiration. And you've got the drums in the, in the noise channel. Sometimes you have the wave channel, or not, um, uh, the, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the triangle wave, sorry. Sometimes you have the triangle wave channel acting also as like a snare drum, like boom. Yep, boom. yep. You hear that kind of sound a lot. Um, so yeah, it's very rock oriented. And then you mainly have a melody voice and then a, usually a bass line and then the counter melody line also kind of filling out the harmony, maybe doing some sort of arpeggios. Um, but trying to spill up a lot of space. So yeah, that's where it gets tricky. Trying to get all those all those voices, all those rhythms in there as well. Yeah, and then some composers use the sample channel as it's like a bass instead of just drums. So instead of just noise, it's actually a, another instrument, which yeah, is very NES, tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I only know a few games that do that. Uh, Fire and Ice does that. Yeah. Where there's four voices. And yeah, the the uh, sample channel is the baseline. Um, a lot of Sunsoft games. Yep. Yep. Will, yeah, they're really clever. So they use DPO, uh, the sample channel. They'll also, and so then they'll use the triangle channel. But there's still only three voices. The triangle channel is is um, mostly just a snare drum combined with the uh, noise channel. If I'm remember, I'm thinking of uh, Journey to Silius in particular right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, so you know this stuff. You're, you're, oh, yeah. You're, oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I, I adore, like, like NES 8-bit soundtracks are, like, my bread and butter. I love I love that era. And also, you know, I love the SNES as well. But, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with... Uh, oh, man, you know, okay. Going back to... I'm pretty familiar with video game music throughout the decades, as it were, you know? And then I grew up Very playing... Good. I grew up playing a Nintendo... NES and then moved on to the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and all that fun stuff. So, um, oh, you went you went both Nintendo and Sega. Yeah, yeah, Rare. my my yeah. The, my only uh, my my drawback with that was was that I had actual I owned very few games for either one of them. <laughs> so sure. you know, yeah, because they were expensive. Yeah, so I had the I had the systems, but only a couple of games for each. So it's like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, thankfully rental existed at that time <laughs> oh yeah yeah yep rental was played a lot of yeah great way to get, to get to play a lot of games that you wouldn't necessarily buy or you know try before you buy type stuff exactly yep uh what about uh, your gaming history where do you uh where do you uh come from pretty, as far as that pretty similarly and and somewhat unique i uh we had arcade games in my house um oh that is unique 10, it's yeah, we had like nine or ten game uh, arcade games. There's this one debate. There's a game that I remember having that apparently no one else remembers having. So <laughs> there's a game called Star Castle that like never quite worked. Once in a while it worked, um, but I've asked my dad and he said, "What? We never had that game." So it's kind of kind of strange. But um, we don't. We certainly don't have it now. But anyway, we had a bunch of arcade games and um, loved playing them. Games like Super uh, Super Pac Man. That was probably my favorite one. Centipede. Donkey Kong Country, uh, not Donkey Kong Country. Uh, Donkey Kong Junior. This is it Junior? Am I trying to think of yeah, the second one. Yeah, that's Junior. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, where Mario is the bad guy. Yeah, that's it. That's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I grew up on playing, and uh, and I, I tell you what, I loved it's Super Pac-Man. So we had the arcade, and we could open it up. There's a uh, sound setting where you can just flip a switch, and you can play through all the different sounds. 
It was like 45, I'm going off my memory, like 45 different sounds and little jingles in that mm -hmm. game. And it was just so cool. Like, it was just such a cool, I thought it was such a cool sound as a kid. I just kind of flipped through them and just listened to all the little different sounds from that game. <laughs> um, beyond that, we had an Atari that my sister had. And then I got a Nintendo as a, as a kid for Christmas. And yeah, that's, you know, the best Christmas ever. <laughs> And had some games like Karate Kid, really frustrating game. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and yeah, grew up playing Nintendo, Super Nintendo, loved all that stuff. Um, and then went and got into more PC gaming. Loved like Myst and Seventh Guest. And um, Seventh Guest was was actually the first game that I ever tried to create the music or recreate the music. And my little like like Yamaha keyboard, I could do different tracks, and it sounded very similar uh, to Seventh Guest, which was all MIDI essentially. Right. Yep. And uh, and I loved the music, so it was like I was about seventh grade at that time, huh. and um, yeah, it's like this is so cool, and then I was able to kind of recreate <laughs> it, and um, that's kind of that's mainly it. PC gaming is where I stopped. I had, I got really I loved uh, you know. I would get like addicted to some of the the bigger games and just like, oh, you know, takes spend so much time in some of these bigger games. So, I uh, kind of stopped playing, buying new stuff, you know, in college and stuff like that, and focused on focused mainly on, on music. And now, now I try and uh, I just kind of collect retro games. So I got a lot of NES stuff and SNES stuff, and an Oculus Quest. <laughs> That's, that's my gaming currently. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a that's a bit of a, a bit of a jump Quite there. A gap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Sixteen bit to VR. <laughs> to modern VR. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Modern VR, not virtual boy VR. No. 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 We don't talk about that. <laughs> no. Actually, no. you know, you know, Virtual Boy. I think Virtual Boy gets a bit of a bad rap, and I mean, the hardware itself, rightfully so, but it had some decent games with some really good music actually it uh really? it sounds very similar to like game boy and nes hmm. style music so it's like an 8-bit kind of sounding but it's uh i think hmm. i think, feel like there's like maybe one or two extra channels in there or something like that it's it's not much more advanced but just a little bit and there's like some really solid tunes like um there's a Waterworld game for it. This is a tie-in for it's a really it's a bad game as a tie-in for a, a questionable movie. <laughs> and oh. uh, but the music, the music is fantastic. It's like very ambient and like just sort of relaxing. It's very different from what you might expect. So yeah, it's 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 Was interesting. It on that was it Kevin Costner movie? Yeah, yep, yep. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just kind of weird. It's kind of weird whether you find uh, good video game music. You'll you find it in some of the weirdest and sometimes even the crappiest games. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, that's definitely definitely true. Um I my, my one of my best friends had a Virtual Boy and I think we, I played it once and that was it. Like we never played yeah. it again. Yeah, it's 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 definitely not uh, not good for playing for long periods of time. That's for sure. But I would like to try it again, though, since it's been so long. 
They're not easy uh, to come by. No, not really. It's it's not really much better though. But uh, you, you know, modern emulation actually has done a pretty good job, and uh, you can change the color from that garish red that they used. So that's also helpful. That's nice. I yeah. would. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think that you could emulate. I mean, of course, you can emulate pretty much everything. Almost, yeah. But it's it's pretty. Uh, it's another it's another way to uh actually play those games that I think it's otherwise might gonna get lost with time, life. but yeah. So um you want uh tell me a little bit about your um your original music actually. Um you just released an album in last month, an original album, and uh that was very cool and a bit different from your uh, video game music stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Totally different. Um, yeah, I released an album uh, called Let Go. It's all a bunch of original music uh, recorded with a band, you know, guitar, bass, drums, uh, singing. There's also some strings on there uh, and French horn and clarinet and a couple songs. And um, it's music I've written like over 10 years ago. So before I did the 88-bit thing, I was, I've been in bands and that's been my main focus uh main creative focus was writing music and playing in bands and um you know i've uh, been working on this record for a while and it took it's taken a, it took a long time to finally get mixed and released and um but it's finally out i'm really really proud of it um but yeah not video game related at all it's all <laughs> uh context wise it's all about one relationship pretty much from start to finish and um uh, I tell you, the the VGM community though has really embraced me and my music, and I'm really pleasantly surprised by that, and not too surprised because the fact that I, you know, since I've kind of made a way into the VGM community, they have been the best music community that I've ever been a part of. Like, people just love the music and love uh, and support one another. It's not, you know, musicians can be kind of different music groups can can be kind of clicky and competitive at times and uh the vgm community has is not like that at all which is amazing i i started i started 88 bit in uh while working on this but like in somewhat of frustration like i was i was with a i had a band and uh we just were you know it was so difficult to get people to to rehearse and practice and get things done that i was like all right I'm, I've had this idea for a while now. I'm going to start this 88-bit thing because uh, I don't have to practice. I don't, I, mean, I don't have to worry about other people's schedules. I could just do this on my own and I'll keep working on my record. And the thought was um, people who might enjoy my music will kind of find this video game music thing on the side and then they'll maybe they'll like that too. But it's really been the other way around. <laughs> More people... <laughs> Like 80-bit kind of kind of grew a little faster, and then more people people who who like that have also found my original stuff, and uh, really uh, enjoy that as well. And that's been a really pleasant surprise. Oh yeah, for sure. The game music community. I mean, it's I've I've been part of this whole thing for nearly 20 years, and it's been you know we've had it we've had our ups and downs. There's definitely been some you know some some infighting. We were. 20 years ago, we were kind of dumb kids, you know, we, was, uh, we were, we were dumb, but I think as time has gone on and, you know, things, have, pe people have mellowed out and, uh, you know, kind of just gotten a bit more relaxed and 
and generally just overall more supportive of each other. It's been it's been great. So I can definitely see where uh, yeah. people wow, would be like years. supporting the uh, <laughs> supporting you for sure. So you know, yeah, you know the history then, which I I do not. I'm a fairly newcomer mm -hmm. to the to the scene. So it's. Maybe yeah, maybe I'll get more. Of the, I'll see more of the infighting as, as time goes on. But it's been pretty. No. <laughs> I pretty don't think I see too much. No. <laughs> nah. Yeah, it's been. I mean, yeah, it's been pretty great. Is what I all I can say. Everyone's been really, like I said, really accepting, accepting and welcoming to not only me but like other groups and other bands that I see, and willing to work together and collaborate. And that's that's really awesome and and kind of rare, kind of more, kind of rare. Yeah, there's the, the video game music community, the, the different parts of the community. They don't, they do tend to like. There tends to be some crossover, and they do tend to, you know, reach out and work out, work together a lot. So, like, greatness recognizes greatness. I say so. You know, <laughs> if they're reaching out yeah. to you and you're playing for them and all that good stuff, it's just, it's just one big, uh, one big thing that kind of builds on itself and. It's a more positive community than a lot of other ones out there. I agree, hundred percent. I have hundred percent. Yeah. Even the Twitch community too. Like now that that's, mm -hmm. especially since the pandemic, a lot of musicians turned to Twitch, um, and that's that's not necessarily video game music only, but the video game music people in on who have gone to Twitch, those communities are all kind of melding together and supporting one another as well there, too. And that's another just another way that's been. Uh, that's another way that the BGM has connected with one another. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about the yeah. uh, your your Twitch streams and what you do on them and all that. Yeah, Twitch has been great. Um, so yeah, when the pandemic started, you know, all my gigs were done. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. just like any uh, gigging musician. Um, so I started turning to lives. You know, some live stream stuff popped up, and I started doing my own, and then have been committed to streaming at least once a week uh for almost not quite a year but almost almost a year now uh started on facebook and then eventually migrated over to twitch i had done twitch like four years ago kind of just dabbled with it and never and like saw that it would be fun and it would be worth continuing and then life got busy and then i, I wasn't able to keep it keep it up uh, but now i've been every week and um that's just under my name, so I just go as Rob Kovacs on Twitch, and that allows me to do everything. So um, right now, I just take mostly take requests, anything from pop music, video game music, jazz, classical, musical theater. Uh, um, I've done a lot of music, so I can just play. I just put it all out. People can request pretty much anything, and it's uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It's been you know people uh, people in the community are in the chat are great, and um, it's been yeah, it's just a great outlet to be able to perform. In a way, also, that's unique about streaming is like, I don't have to worry about... If I'm playing like, at a bar or restaurant, um, I don't have to worry about being too loud or, <laughs> or playing something someone might not like. I can play whatever I want. <laughs> so, and as loud as I want, which is a really freeing feeling. Oh, I, I can imagine. That's kind of silly. You're being too loud. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're playing a show like at a, a rock club or venue, like that's... You don't have to worry about being too loud. Like, oh, okay, okay. But if you're playing like a, I've done a lot of restaurant gigs or events. Um, I play at a hospital, the Cleveland Clinic regularly as well. Oh wow. Um, yeah, that's that's really fun and, and rewarding. Um, 
it's just once a week. And now, now I pretty much just only play video game music there. <laughs> uh, I used to mix it up, play a lot of like, yeah, you know, pop music. And I'm just kind of just, I'm just playing video game music <laughs> for a whole hour. And, uh, and it's actually great for like hospital stuff because it has, it's, it's good. It's pleasant to listen to even whether you recognize it or not. But if you do recognize it, it has that extra added bonus, which is like putting you in a good mood. Like, exactly. You never, you can never, I can't, I can't think of an example where you hear a video game song and like not be happy that you now are hearing the song that you recognize <laughs> versus hearing like a pop song that you might have an attachment to or that has sad lyrics to it that can the opposite can bring kind of bring you down oh sure sure yeah i mean some games yeah. hearing the music might get you angry just because you remember the game being so difficult or, <laughs> or annoying but yeah. you know you know <laughs> <laughs> but even then i think it'd be a fun yeah it's like fun nostalgia Sure. I have played Marble Madness sometimes, and that's pretty frustrating. And no, no one was. They were pretty still excited. Like, are you playing Marble Madness? <laughs> like, yeah, you got it. That's it. It's that uh, that stage one theme. I think is what gets people. Oh yeah. Especially that's that, that's a big crowd pleaser. I think. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a hit. Uh huh. <laughs> Love that one. I mean, I love them all, but that's the one that's like you can really hum and sing along to in a, in a, in a way, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. That's that's the hit. The, I've um. That's an int now. Do you know the history of that? You know that was originally an arcade game, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's been. It got ported through all sorts of systems. But yeah. And the melody for that one was was different on the arcade version. Oh really? Yeah. So I don't know if I realized the, that. The, yeah, so most of, I mean, I know the NES version, which was, so it was, it was the, the version, the original was composed by Brad Fuller and Hal Cannon, and then David Wise ported it to the NES, and he'd made a lot of changes, including the melody of that. So okay. <laughs> my arrangement is based on the NES, but, um, but I, I'll, the, so that was the NES. Here's the NES. I'll play both. NES. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's the arcade melody. Okay, one okay. Little, one little note difference. Yeah, yeah. But it also kind of changes the harmony. It's less sinister. Those fifths aren't in there. Um, <laughs> but the melody, the, the melody's different. That's a big change, and I debate, like, well, should I be playing it that way? Should I play it true to the original? Or I go back and forth. <laughs> I think I think most people kind of recognize the NES version because that's also um, I'm familiar with both the NES version and the Sega Genesis version, and the Genesis version also sounds pretty much just like the NES version. Yeah, so. most of the other console ports are based off the NES version musically, which is yeah interesting. Yeah, I for... think maybe the Amiga one that might be based off the arcade. Possibly, possibly. It kind of depends on who the. Uh, who did the port for it really and that's that's just so many different ports done by different people of games in that era where there's little differences between all of them so it's kind of fascinating actually yeah no it is especially like that where now we don't we're really we listen the version that we all know is the cover of the original almost yeah <laughs> in a sense yeah but it's definitely the i think it's the more well-known version right so yeah but yeah, that's yeah. a that's a 
fantastic song. I definitely see that get, that probably gets a big, uh, big pop. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I usually when I play it, I do the whole soundtrack, and mm-hmm. as a whole, as a complete soundtrack, it works great. It's just that the sixth level, the ultimate race, is <laughs> just in your face. It's a great like climactic moment, <laughs> um, and the, everything that all the different emotions that you go through wrapping up to it. Uh, the, the whole soundtrack just works as a great piece on its own. Yeah, for sure. Um, my friend Stemage actually, he's a oh man, he, he's a he's a metal Grant. guitarist. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with his uh, Marble Madness oh, yeah. EP. Okay. Oh, 100%. I was, was going to be like, okay, have you heard this yet? It's like the, this super prog metal version of Marble Madness that is just absolutely insane. And uh, Where good marbles go to die. Exactly. That's right. Yep. There, yeah. No, I found him because he did that. I was looking up other other versions of it and didn't find any other than his, his whole album on Marble Madness. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. <laughs> it's so creative too. Like he didn't just cover the notes. Like he did his own version of it, like taking the songs and like making something totally different, but oh. still where it's recognizable. And he was very detailed with it too. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. He put a lot of love into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you brought that. I love that you know him. And I, yeah. So I reached out to him uh, mostly about licensing issues. So, Cause, oh my God. Li- you probably know this already too but yeah licensing (laughs) releasing video game music that hasn't been officially released is very difficult yeah and that's that's a soundtrack that you'll that will probably it it, i take that back it has been released on some sort of like atari like atari music compilation thing in japan somewhere yeah it's so yeah it's it's just tricky it's real tricky for rights is, issues for especially yeah, older tricky. games, but because I also I write out all the music on, on sheet music, so eventually that other people can play it as well. Um, and again, same it's same copyright issues there. I uh, you can't just legally release sheet music. I mean, people do, but yeah, I'd like to be able to do it legally eventually. Yeah, but like fifteen, twenty years ago, this wasn't even really a thought. It, it wasn't really considered like most of these songs were just released for free for free download or things like that and never thought about really well, making m- making money off I of mean, them well no 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 i mean like the the arrangements people were making oh right yeah exactly yeah people were releasing for free and they never really well, had any release it for free thoughts not still not technically legal it is not technically no but it's it's a like a, a fan-made fair use kind of gray area technically not legal so yeah. yeah it's it gets tricky for sure and uh <laughs> he's a, he's a good guy yeah, to talk to though for that because he's been he's been in the game for a while so he knows <laughs> yeah he does I think he's yeah, one he of does. he's one of those guys who knows for sure and uh just a really awesome musician overall too so he yeah. is, yeah. I got we got to play. I got to see him play live at uh, VGM Con 2020, the last event that I was at before everything closed down. Yeah, that was like the very uh, last one for everybody. I think. Were you there too? No, 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 no. I was. I wasn't there. Before. I don't. I haven't. I've only been to Magfest once, and that's the only convention, video game music convention, I've been to. Sadly. Which one was it? Magfest, Magfest. 10. So way back in 2012. Wow. Yeah, that's the one Nobu Imatsu was at. 
<laughs> oh my god oh yeah. my god that's amazing <laughs> that is incredible yeah we got to i can't uh, believe you haven't gone back every year i, can't I, you, I you just knew I, like nothing could top that i guess no 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 i geez like they've gotten so many other bands that i absolutely adore like uh um, who said they get there? Oh, they got the uh, Sonic Adventure composer June Senaway. Yeah, a few years ago, uh, Machine Supremacy, one of my favorite metal bands, played there. Also, and it's like oh, I love to go back, but it, man, I live in I live in Arizona, so it's oh, do you okay. difficult to go <laughs> difficult to go cross country once a year and to do that? So as much as I Mag would love West? to, six hour drive. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. More, more than that. It is a little, yeah, I think actually it's, no, 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 it's more like a 10 hour drive because Mag West is like Northern-ish. Right. I believe like Central California, San Jose. Yeah. So it's, it's a little trickier even still, but I I would love, I'd love to go back so much. And VGM Con looks really awesome too. And that's, I really like that. It, uh, It seems like that one has a great atmosphere. Yeah, it really does. That was one of the first ones I did, um, a year in 2019 and they were like pretty small a couple hundred people and they pretty much more than doubled in size the the next year mm-hmm. and yeah great great guys and people who run that um just you know there aren't many cons that focus on video game music i mean there's magfest and then the other mag events and then vgm con and then there's like events here and there like the pop-up events but right there yeah. yeah i definitely recommend it if you're in that area minneapolis or if you're willing to make a trip, it's a it's a lot of fun. They're doing an online one this year. Um, mm-hmm. America Con Line. That's what it's, <laughs> called. it's great. The um, it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know where you're based. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. It seems like Minneapolis has become sort of a new kind of a another hub of video game music musicians and just vgm people in general because i know uh like emily reese is in that area and there's uh, all sorts of other folks who are there and it's 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 kind of interesting to see that uh that area become such a a draw for vgm (laughs) yeah i wouldn't have expected that it's a nice area of the country that yeah the midwest Mm -hmm. you've got got the you know mag west on the east coast you got or rather got mag west on the west coast you got mag fest on the east and minneapolis seems like a good uh point for people who don't live anywhere near that to like maybe be a little closer to something video game related plus you got people from chicago pretty close as well right yeah uh like the vg lead sheets folks uh, some of them are in chicago mm-hmm. and they come out to minneapolis and help run the event yeah that's i don't know it's just cool uh just cool to have all these events and all this all this stuff going on. I really hope that uh, that we can keep these things going after uh, after the yeah. cancellations all in with last year and stuff. So yeah, I hope so. I'm hopeful and I think so. Really, um, last year too, with, with everything going online, it ended up bringing a lot of people together with uh, like virtual VGM Fest by you know, Josh. Pendleberry um, and mm-hmm. then Angaku or Virtual Angaku Overdrive that Kent put together. Those like online events. And then we had VGM together, another amazing online like Khan, which is massive. Yeah. And it's bringing people like all over the world into the community and connecting one another. And I think when Khan start again, that 
there's going to be a lot more people even who didn't know about these events that are going to be interested in going to them. And I hope they do. I, I definitely hope they do. Because uh, there's a lot... I think a lot of people don't realize that these events exist and might find, you know, like they belong. I think a lot of, you know, people um, who might be listening to video, video game music on their own and don't have other friends who also like that stuff. I know that's kind of a, a theme in the VGM community. And um, going to these events and meeting other pe like-minded people is just a very, you know, validating and fun feeling. Oh, yeah. So That's a very fulfilling experience to be, to just be, you know, rubbing shoulders with people who have the same love and appreciation for the same music that you do and it's it's great it's fantastic yeah. so absolutely all right rob well i think that's gonna just about do it was there anything else you wanted to add or talk about before we uh get going here um check out vgm conline I, I will be playing at it i haven't officially announced it but depending yeah. on when this comes out <laughs> I'm not sure when this comes out, but I think it's April 20th. I should know the date, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, that's the online version of VGM Con, which we were just talking about. And, um, Excellent. That's it. Other than that, where, where thanks can for the, having me on. Oh, no problem. Where can the people find your uh, Twitch streams and social media and your music? Of course, the music. <laughs> uh, they can check out my personal website, Rob Kovacs music.com uh that's my all my stuff but mostly my original stuff and then the 88-bit stuff is 88bitmusic.com and then twitch is twitch.tv slash rob kovacs i pretty much have a different handle now for every social media platform <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm on twitter at just 88-bit i'm on instagram at 88-bit music so that it's now it's getting all messed up. It's all, yeah, it happens yeah, sometimes. It. it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a lug if, if someone who has the same social media tag for all of them, is, it's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I get lucky in that sense, but that's oh, you got that's rare. Oh, okay. Yeah, I generally tend to be like, if it's Kyle JCRB anywhere online, it's me. But that's that seems to be rare for a lot of people. <laughs> That's good. No, that's 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 good that you have that. Hold on to that. Yeah, I am. I've been holding on to it for uh, most of my internet life. <laughs> so that's good. You got in. You got in the internet early. So you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Things have things have changed considerably since then. <laughs> Just like things have yes. changed with video game music, actually. Yes. Yes, it has. Quite, yes. Quite. Quite a bit from the eighties. Yes. Yeah. But then, but now we're getting a lot of throwbacks and a lot of uh, games made in the style of old school NES and Super NES games and Sega Genesis games, even. And it's it's a great yeah. time. It's a great time for video game music now, too. If you're in, especially if you're into that old school style stuff. So. Yeah, I would agree. Can't dis can't disagree there for sure. All right. Well, thanks, Rob, for coming on the show today. Kyle. Thanks for having me. This oh, was a blast. Awesome to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, all right. Yeah, thank you. NGI.
right there. And you just heard a triple shot of tracks from 88-Bit, a.k.a. Rob Kovacs. Big thanks to him for uh, coming on the show and talking with me, having a, uh, a good interview there where we talked about uh, all sorts of fun, fun stuff and our, our mutual love for video game music. <laughs> you just heard uh, three tracks from him. Uh, the most recent one you just heard was The End from The Adventures of Lolo, which is a game he, he, he seems to love, but we didn't even mention. It's like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> and then before that, uh, he did. He has a piano arrangement right there. Nice piano arrangement of Bloody Tears from Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. A classic song. And then another game we didn't talk about at all, RC Pro-Am. That was the complete soundtrack on piano for RC Pro-Am. And that's a game that I love personally. I have always been a big fan of RC Pro-Am. I don't know why we didn't bring any of these things up. Oh, well, we were too busy. Uh, we were too busy geeking out about Marble Madness, I guess. <laughs> Either way, big thanks to Rob yet again for being on the show. And uh, hope you enjoyed a little bit of a little bit of a taste of his music. You know, be sure to go check out his YouTube channel. That's where most all of his uh, music has been posted. So if you just search for 88-bit or, you know, go down into the show notes following the uh, release of the show over on KNGI.org. You'll find all the links to uh, to his stuff over there. Or you can just head on over to 88bitmusic.com. Leave the website. I am not mistaken. Yeah, 88bitmusic.com. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit into uh, this week's featured album. Pixel Mixers have put out a brand new release called Sounds of Sunrise. This is a uh, an arrangement compilation by a variety of Pixel Mixers artists covering the games Okami and Okami Den. You guys, you guys like Okami and Okami Den, right? I mean, I still haven't even played them, but hey, <laughs> that's okay. I don't need to play them to enjoy the music and the sweet, sweet remixes by the fine peak of people over at Pixel Mixers. Head on over to pixel-mixers.com. You can pick this one up for free. Uh, I do recommend it. It's very nice. It's a very nice album. It's not too long. It's not like hugely long. So this uh, this music is getting frantic. This music is going crazy. Uh, anyway, before it gets too crazy, let's go ahead and get into some stuff from Pixel Mixers. Sounds of Sunrise. Featuring Okami and Okami Den music. Let's go ahead and get into it right now. Starting off with Jurito. Gamer of the Winds and Sexto Sounds all coming together. This one's called Cherry Blossom Shower. Don't go away. It's Nitro Game Injection.
there was some Okami in the form of Sounds of Sunrise, a Pixel Mixers album. You can find that over at pixel-mixers.com, available as a free download. You can find the full album over there. If you enjoyed those tracks, then uh, you should probably, probably go grab this one too. Go grab this album. Why not? It's free and uh, it's good stuff especially if you enjoy Okami. Last one you just heard right there was Two Players for Life with Ryoshima Coast. In the middle there, we had Lacey Johnson with Susano's Battle. And then starting us off there was Gerito, Gamer of the Winds, and Sixto Sounds, a.k.a. Juan Medrano, with Cherry Blossom Shower. So, there you go. There's you a little bit of Okami. And uh, we're going to keep right along cruising because we're not quite at the end of the show yet, but we're getting there. So, and uh, I am, I am going over (laughs) time because of uh, the issues at the beginning of the show that totally didn't happen. You did nothing. None of there was no delay in actually starting the show properly or anything. Nothing at all. No problems. No problems at all. I'm just running late because I am because I feel like it. So let's go ahead and rock. This is Nostalgica with Super Mario Brothers. Keep it here. It's Nitro Game Injection.
That right there was something a little bit short and sweet from DSC. That was Facility from GoldenEye 007. Mm, just a nice straight up rock cover of that track. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. And then before that, we had Travis Morgan with twitch.tv slash Zosty from uh, Travis's new album, VGM 06, Cowabanger. That's from the uh, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, NES game. Love that soundtrack, by the way. I mean, all the Turtles games have freaking great music. All the retro ones, at least. <laughs> you can uh, pick that one up. It's a very short EP over at vgmseries.bandcamp.com. That's a uh, super short EP. Just three tracks, I believe. And, uh, hey, you know, gotta get a nice shout-out there for uh, famed speedrunner Zosty. Super Metroid speedrunner. Uh, Zost. Who used to do uh, video game music remixes, but uh, hasn't done them in a long, 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 long time. I don't believe. I think now he's just more focused on doing speedrun stuff. So, I, I believe he's the current world record holder for Super Metroid speedrun? Could be wrong about that. I, I know he has held that record in the past. If he does not currently hold it. And he holds many other uh, variations on Super Metroid. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's been a long time since I talked to that dude, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, his his remixes are classics. I love his... Uh, he did a lot of acoustic-driven uh, guitar stuff way back in the day. Like, this is, like, 2005, 2006. So, yeah. Cool to, uh, you know, have that, have that name crop up again. Even if it's not in the form of more Zosty music, it's just... You know, his name in a different song. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and then Nostalgic is starting us off there with the overworld theme from Super Mario Brothers with a little bit of YYZ in there. Or, well, YYZ. Whatever you want to call it. Just a, just a tad. Just a tad. Just a little bit. I like, I like how uh, creative that one is, you know? That's a song that doesn't get over-remixed, I guess? but it seems like it does. And I don't know, it's a hard one to arrange. It's one of the most famous video game music pieces of all time, but it's, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's one that people don't seem to touch as much. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, the Super Mario Brothers theme in terms of video game music. Just thinking about it on the wider scale, it's kind of unique actually. There really is anything quite like it. So, anyway, that's gonna do it for this edition of Nitro Game Injection. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Once again, big thanks to 88bit, aka Rob Kovacs, for coming on and chatting with me for a while. Uh, that was very awesome. Be sure to go check out his Twitch streams too. Yeah, I believe he takes uh, VGM requests and. Uh, sorts of other cool stuff so links will be all in the uh, show notes and uh, you can find them there so. I have two songs left to close us out first up is a track from the Commodore 64 game Last Ninja 3 called Earth this one's from Dr. Future of course you can find this one over at remix.qued.org that's k-w-e-d dot org 
head on over there, grab you some C64 arrangements, and uh, enjoy. Enjoy them. Even if you're not familiar with the games, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then finally, to close us out, will be Alina Gingertail with her arrangement of In the Blood from Hades. Yes, yes. I feel I feel like that's a good way to uh, good way to end this one. Thanks everybody for tuning in to uh, the 453rd episode of Nitro Game Injection. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Apologies for the technical issues at the beginning of the show that totally didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. Uh, if you're listening to this later, they didn't. Nothing happened. You didn't. Nothing. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> I am going to head out of here because it's been a day. It's been a day. Oh, what a day. So, anyway, I am going to leave patreon.com slash KNGI if you want to support the show and help me to not die. <laughs> KNGI.org. You can find all the archived episodes of NGI and a whole bunch of other cool shows there to listen to. And uh, I will be back next week. And I think next week uh, might be something fun. There's a movie coming out. A video game related movie. I'm not like interested in the movie really at all. But for some reason I got this weird... I got this weird hankering to do a, a, a show based around that movie. A, or a show based around that movie. The franchise of that movie. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good. There's gonna be some combat next week, I think. Some some delicious combat. It's gonna be very mortal. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So we'll see. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you next time. It's April 16th, 2021. By the way, I'm Kyle JCRB, and I'm leaving. Bye.
You've been listening to Nitro Game Injection.